Welcome to the Family Business Podcast. My name is Kieran. Today we are going to talk about a number of things, but more specifically my father, Terry Doherty, who runs Stage One Sound. And we've focused on my mom so far and my sister so far with Shop Dresser and Stage One Real Estate. But taking that way back, the original Stage One project was Stage One Sound. And before that, it was called Twilight Productions, which we'll get into at a later date. But this was well before I don't even think I was born at the time that it was called Twilight Productions. No. No. Sarah Marie, you say no now. No also. Just to confirm it still. Anyways, so first of all, for those of you who don't know Terry, would you like to give yourself a very brief overview of uh, who you are and what you do now? And then we're going to talk about some other stuff. Well, my name's Terry, as you obviously know. I'm uh, married to Sherry. I've got two wonderful kids. Sarah Marie and Kieran, and uh, I've run Stage One Sound or a version of it since I was uh, 15 years old. So Kieran's right. Back when I was 15, I started a company with a friend of mine named Pat, and the company was called TP Productions or Twilight Productions. Um, and uh, we ran a DJ business together for probably about five years. And then at that point, we went our separate ways, and uh, Stage One Sound was born, but I think actually it was even Twilight Productions when we met. Yeah, Stage One Sound we came up with together after we got married. How did you come up with it? I don't know. Riveting story. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't... I this is, thank you. This is NPR, how I built this. How did you do it? I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't remember. You know what? I don't Not remember either. I it's been we so long. I think we were brainstorming names and something about... how it goes. I don't know. <laughs> it was like the Pulse Epiphany. It just became a thing. We're like, that's the name. That'll work. And I think I it know. was SOS DJ originally. Like we were like, Emergency oh, you need help. Emergency DJ no, services. No, no, it was you need help. No, it was Spin Our Song. Spin Our Song was the thing. And then it was SOS and then Stage One Sound. That's why the car played that we will forever have says SOS DJ. If anybody ever sees a vehicle because it's been on multiple cars driving around town, it says SOS DJ. It's one of the Doherty's. I've always been made fun of for that license plate because people will just razz me and be like, oh, emergency DJ. Like SOS, I need you to DJ immediately. <laughs> well, you know what? Never thought about that. There's, <laughs> what's kind of funny is we've, oh, go on, we've had to do that on a couple of occasions where actually. In what world is there like, like when, a when a DJ calls in sick to a wedding when or you're something? When you're at a car accident and like the ambulance doesn't show up and he's like, but I can play the twist out of the back of my pickup <laughs> truck right now. No, 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 no. But we've literally had um, calls at like on a Saturday afternoon at five, six in the afternoon. Hey, my DJ didn't show up. And I'm like, cool. SOS DJ to the move. And we've shown up and actually DJed weddings. So it, it, you know, it's a little bit of everything, but that's yeah. funny. It, it was originally, yes, it was Twilight Productions when we got together. I think we told the story of our first bridal show in one episode previously, and then we were brainstorming for a new name. But we liked it because, you know, it's setting the stage. Like, we continue to use that, and one is the best, and it kind of sounded good. So it stuck. Yeah. And here we are. And so just to be clear, when you were growing up from 15 on – to until you got like the yep. what you currently do now as well was this this was your only means in terms of or was this the only thing you did or did you do other things no i mean this is all i really wanted to ever do is i well i actually wanted to be a uh, a professional snowboarder, the truth be known, way back in the day. Well, that when worked I was, out well. Yeah, that worked out amazing. <laughs> um, when I was 12 and there was no snowboarding even in Canada at that point, uh, early days. But uh, now I love it. It's uh, really a lot of fun. Um, and I've been with, you know, doing my thing uh, as far as DJing for literally 35 years. That's so, wild. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's great. I've, I've played on the radio. I've got to do stuff. I've played in Montreal. I've played in New York City. I even played in Jamaica on our honeymoon. On our honeymoon. Uh, two nights. It was great. Um, packed the dance floor. It was a lot of fun. Why don't you tell that story? So we were in Jamaica. Uh, <laughs> on our honeymoon. On our honeymoon. <laughs> and uh, we were in a nightclub, and the DJ, you know, was playing um, really heavy reggae. And the crowd that was there just wasn't into it. And I went up to him and I said, hey, listen, I'm a Toronto DJ. I actually played on the radio at the time and did some radio work. And I said to him, listen, I just, if give me three songs. And if I can't fill the dance floor within three songs, I'll give you a hundred bucks American. And the guy was like, deal. So I literally, and they had the best of equipment. It was amazing. They had some really nice Mark II 1200 turntables and like some really good stuff. That means nothing to me. I was about to say <laughs> the exact same <laughs> yeah. thing. I'm actually just trying to think about where we were. I was going to say shout out to the Enchanted Gardens in Ocho Rios. I don't think it's called that anymore, though. Well, no, and, and I mean, it but wasn't that was even, what it was called. It was, but that was the resort. That wasn't the nightclub we were in, though. That was right down in Ocho Rios. Anyway, um, within two songs, the place was just hopping. And actually, the manager came out from behind the back of the bar, and he was like, looked around, and he was like, oh, man, I knew it wasn't you, pointing to the actual DJ. And uh, I ended up playing that whole night and then played a little bit the next night. It was a lot of fun, not for Sherry as much. Right. I wanted my new husband back. <laughs> yeah, but it was, a, it was a really good way. I mean, it was... Uh, it kind of just proves that you know if you, music does make the moments and the memories. Oh, it's, for sure, yeah. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, so it was cool. Golden rule of that: uh, when you see someone not doing a good job, just go up to them and say, "Hey, you I suck. Could do I could do better." <laughs> uh, you know what? It's funny. I've done that at uh, I've other done functions. That about things what's, as well. What's funny is like, yeah, he's probably like the worst person possible to invite to a wedding as a guest. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Speaking of, I can't even invite him in the car as a guest without him being like, <laughs> "Hey, I I do this better I than you. I will drive." Music. Yeah. yeah. Um, recently, this week, actually, I was speaking to a currently engaged couple friends of ours, you know who you are, and I know you're listening, and they were talking about whether or not Terry will be the DJ at the wedding or a guest at the wedding, or in this case, the officiant. And potentially best man. And the ring bear. And yes, I said bear, not bearer. Yes. Anyways. I'm at all. <laughs> He's going to be all the things. And I actually said to her, you may as well, you may as well be the bride. Um, I said to her, you should, may as well just let him DJ because all he's going to do is push your DJ aside anyways and take over. 100%. So and that's the way he wants to give and that's what he wants to do and that's how he wants to love on you guys. So just let him be the DJ and the officiant and the ring bearer. I'm very curious to what he's going to do at Monique's wedding this summer. Oh. So we're going to a, a wedding in Nova Scotia this summer. Right. And he is a guest. And Nova Scotia is very culturally Irish, Newfie kind of music. And if you know Terry, you know he's from Northern Ireland. So I feel like he's going to get in there. And all of a sudden, he's going to be like, I am Great Big C now. And we are only playing Great Big C for the remainder of this wedding. So I'm very curious. I've never actually seen him as a wedding player. I think straight up we should just apologize now to Monique's DJ. Yeah. Whoever it is, we're sorry. Yeah. No, we hope you're listening. Yeah. yeah, I am bringing some Because we know Monique's CDs listening. And my DJ... Um, like I'll bring if I need to fill in, I'll be there. Don't you worry, Monique. I gotcha. Emergency DJ services. <laughs> SOS DJ will be there. Um, so it's funny. I was just thinking, like, and when you guys brought this up, I've been to three other functions where I've done that. So I was in Sudbury at an insurance event one time, and the DJ actually had what's called multi music. So it's a selection of CDs that are pre done, and I've been playing them for literally almost 30 years. And I know the CDs and what tracks are on each CD 
for the first 125 CDs. I know them off by heart. And what's funny is... Our song is Hot Tracks 206 Track 8 or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Which is funny. Um, so if you had to said 203 Track 1, that's Yeah by Usher. Uh, but uh, everyone, such valuable information. I know, but I'm just saying... It's, <laughs> everyone what, knows that. What's, what's ridiculous about it is this guy didn't have the binder or uh, a laptop to actually reference the material. So he was looking through the stuff and he was getting a lot of dead air. And it's funny, I actually stepped in and I said to him, listen... You need to play this CD, this CD, this CD, this CD, in that order. And I actually wrote it out for him. And the guy was like, okay, first of all, what are you doing? And second of all, how do you know all insurance this? Insurance guy. And I, I was like, literally, this is what I do. I just, insurance is, you know, my day job. This is my dream and my passion. And I ended up taking over that for about 45, 50 minutes. And I did this really cool retro 80 set. And then I also did it at a baseball tournament banquet one time in Keswick. Um, where I took over the same thing, the DJ exact same type of setup. So it's really weird that, you know, yeah, I do show up to weddings or functions and take over. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I do love it. Well, put it this way. I mean, I like to rise you more than anybody, but I also love you more than anybody does. But you're a phenomenal DJ. There's no questions about how good and how talented you are in terms of picking the right music, reading the crowd. And you're absolutely a people pleaser. So it's to your delight, or delight, sorry, when you see people delight like too. having an amazing time. It just brings you joy as yeah. well. So, what is your favorite type of function to DJ? So, do you like like weddings or spearhead or bar mitzvahs, school dances? What example? Um, like, what would you say is your favorite type of function to DJ? So, I got to be honest. I actually DJed a function, and I hadn't done an '80s, '90s alternative retro kind of industrial music set in forever, and I literally played it for almost four hours. And I got to tell you, it was amazing. It made me feel like a 15, 16 year old kid again, playing at Club Max I in Toronto. I was going to say, was that is that like a midlife crisis thing? <laughs> <laughs> no. so why were you I, playing at a nightclub when you were fifteen? <laughs> yeah. I actually you know was. it was nineteen eighty four or something like that. But I was. I did play nightclubs back in the day before I was even legal to go in, um, and I had to show up before they opened. So it, you know, you were up on a balcony or a stage or out of the way. So people didn't actually see you. See you. Mm -hmm. They could just see my hoodie or whatever. Why but is an 11 year old boy? <laughs> <playing> <laughs> this set? Yeah. But I mean, and it was He's great. Doogie Hauser, but of DJing. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yes. Yeah, but it was amazing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But back to your question though, Sir Murray. Um, it's funny. I really, it, it took me back and I actually built a whole playlist of it and we've been listening to it. Um, we listened to it yesterday morning yeah. while we cleaned the house. Yeah, so it, it was actually pretty good. It yeah, good. I mean, we were it, jamming out while we, we cleaned the house. We were jamming out, and you know, shout out to you know New Order, Depeche Mode, all those great '80s bands. You think they're listening? I don't know if they're listening, but maybe <laughs> they are in Norway. Uh, oh yeah, so. tell tell people. Yeah, tell people the big news, Karen. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. I got an email earlier this week from some podcasting stat company saying that we are uh, ranked 104th on the Apple podcast charts in Norway for the business category. <laughs> hey, thanks, Norway. Um, let's see if we can break the top 100 this week. Yeah, yeah, you guys really got to start ra rating this five stars or whatever they <laughs> so have. So we can Norway. break the top 100 chart in Norway. Yeah. Does anybody even know anyone in Norway? No. 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 Random. Is Bjork from Norway? No. Uh, who's Bjork? Oh, see, uh, anyone, there's my problem. There's a, probably a guy in No, there's Norway a band from okay. the 80s. Moving on. Anyways, Depeche Mode is not listening. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay, you never know. Uh, Morrissey might be from uh, the Smiths. Okay, so what are you doing now? <laughs> 
Um, right now, we're, right now, I'm getting back into doing weddings again. I we had a bride and groom come out on the Thursday, and they attended Spearhead. So thanks for coming to that, guys. It was great. I, it was uh, the first time I played in about six weeks, and it felt amazing. Uh, it was a great night. The crowd was really into it. I think uh, a lot of fun. What do you do with Spearhead? So we do like a music kind of name that tune trivia night. It's, it's not trivia. <laughs> Whatever. He calls it music trivia, but it's literally name that tune. There's not a single piece Sometimes of trivia. Sometimes we have trivia we questions. We have some trivia mixed in there. Ooh. Yeah, you, should, <laughs> you should maybe attend more. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, who cares what I call it? Whatever. It's a fun night. People, people love enjoy it. Oh, people it. love it. And uh, I'm just glad. Um, so hold on. For the people in Norway, what is Spearhead? <laughs> so uh, Spearhead's a microbrewery here in Kingston, Ontario. Um, they're amazing. The people that run oh the yeah, place, Josh, there. the owner, and um, right down Stephanie and all the bartenders. I don't, I, I can they're name you all, but it's just a great family. Together, and yeah. I really, really enjoy and respect how hard they work. And it's a lot of fun. They, it's um, just a great place. Yeah, it's a good time. Agreed. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, shout out to Gladstones. Uh, I was doing a thing with them just before the pandemic. This time, shut down. Um, or this shutdown, and we haven't reopened there yet. So hopefully uh, Jen and the crew over at Gladstones, they're going to get uh, things back going again, and we'll get in there for Friday night. So oh, This was the joke that we made recently where Terry's becoming local famous. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no. So, yeah, uh, I guess the big thing I want to say is, was there ever a moment in your teenage slash early adult years when you were running this business, was it a specific accomplishment where you got to that next thought of, wow, this is really going to be a long-term thing? Was it some sort of achievement or, or anything like that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, when we first started, when I transitioned, obviously, from being a club DJ in the <coughs> 80s into a, um, a wedding DJ in the 90s, we really hit our stride in the first couple of years of doing that. And I remember the first year we did really, really well. Um, and my dad was DJing with me at the time as well. So... Um, and shout out to my dad because he's a really good DJ. Can I ask a second question sure. right now to compound on top of this? Um, you were, I remember you were saying, both of you recently, that you went to a bridal show and you maybe this was what someone else was going to say, but um, like you thought like no one cared at all. Right. And then you got home and there was like 12 voicemails yep. and stuff like that. Do you want maybe want to talk about that? Yeah. Did we talk about talk that in the last podcast? I don't no, think so. No. That, August, did we? I have no we idea. We have yeah, talked about, about it. About I was going to say that's probably... Okay, well. Yeah, well, I mean, it was basically early. That was our first ever bridal show. I remember we couldn't even afford really the to booth. The, the booth to spend the money on it. And we had this function, and we ended up booking, I think, two weddings at the function itself at the bridal show. And then when we got home, there was 12 recordings on our then actual um, voicemail machine. And uh, it was I was like, at that point, I was like, okay, this is going to be great. Well, I mean, then you also became the house DJ at that place for 20 years. Yeah, I know. And then we also had opportunities to play at other locations right. as the house DJ, but we decided to stick with Cardinal. and That's where uh, Cardinal came into play. Yeah, and I mean, we, I was the house DJ at Cardinal for 23 years. I have such fond memories of being a child and, like, being at Cardinal or even just at bridal shows in general. Mm -hmm. Like I You have modeled in a bridal show I once. I did, yeah. yeah. Well, I modeled in – I did, like, the flower girl dresses at the bridal shows um, at the Holiday Inn in Barrie. Yeah, you did. I, wow. I oddly remember that. Yeah, and then also the we did a photo shoot at a bridal show through The Gap. I remember that. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. I, remember yeah. that? Yeah. I haven't thought about that in, like, six hours. Mall. Yes. Yeah. 
to, to like get fitted in like Gap outfits, and then we modeled in a fashion show at like Cardinal for the Gap. That's right. I remember obscure. that. But I remember being a kid, and like my dad still then also had FOMO. He just likes his family around, and would like have us at functions playing like mini golf at mm-hmm. Cardinal. And then would I would fall asleep like in the case in the crate, in the, <laughs> in this DJ case underneath the table, yeah. and then he would basically carry our sleeping bodies out to the RV yep. and would drive through the well, night. Yeah, I was gonna say from a function to a motocross race. But that's like, a whole DJ. another episode. Yes, no, I know. But just like to talk about his commitment to like DJing and then also like into our lives, like he would DJ from like one o'clock in the afternoon from like the ceremony into well, like, I was, the evening. I was going to say, I talked about this on Catherine Burroughs' podcast as well, yeah, about like did. how much I admire both of you guys for doing what you did. It was more about dad, just for the record. <laughs> well, well, I didn't stay up after 9 p.m. We'll talk yeah. That's true. Like yeah. <laughs> she would be already in the RV sleeping when I would carry the kids We'll talk out. about that with Kim later. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I, I remember talking about on that podcast about how like you'd finish your nine to five insurance job on Friday, and then Friday evening was usually spent tinkering in the garage, prepping my bikes and stuff like that, getting some sort of sleep on Friday night if you already weren't DJing a double that weekend, yeah. and going to Cardinal, which was forty five minutes away from where we lived, on Saturday morning having uh, a hot dog in the pro shop. <laughs> this is oddly specific. Yeah, and then literally right. DJing in either the sun and then moving inside for 12 hours, being done at 1.30, wrapping up, leaving there at 2, and then driving me to like North Carolina or like Ohio or West Virginia in the middle of the night. We'd get there at 9 a.m. You'd have three monsters by this point and (laughs) not have slept since like friday morning i would race all day and you wouldn't sleep there'd be like a 30 minute period every time where you're like dude i gotta take a nap before your second moto i'm gonna die Um, (laughs) very very specific and then would literally like drive me back home that night and you'd get home at four in the morning maybe sleep for like three hours and then wake up and do your nine to five job all over again and finally get to have like a full night's sleep after like almost 96 hours of not sleeping that much um on tuesday night that's crazy that is true yeah it is it's uh that brings back sponsored by monster yeah (laughs) (laughs) remember the one that was sponsored by melatonin yeah Yeah. (laughs) we have like really healthy habits um (laughs) monster energy like a health episode where we we talk about all the terrible things we should actually do a health episode where we're uh talking about the journey to vegetarian slash vegan i think no one would listen to that I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, because we banter about it. Let's we do. It that but way. anyway, uh, you're right. I mean, and those were. F- I was telling your mom those are the fondest memories I have. Yeah. And now you're making him sad. Uh, yeah. He looks like he's gonna cry. I do look. <laughs> he does. Like he actually. Cry. Like, well, first anyway. of all, not we're being eye contact with any of us right now. <laughs> you can hear it in his throat that he's trying not to cry, I and know. he's and awkwardly laughing. The thing that so. sucks about all that is like you didn't do all that for me to get like seventeenth as well. <laughs> yeah. And well, sometimes that would happen. Did. Yeah. No, I know. But like, yeah, I just it doesn't matter. Spent all this time for you to get thirty-eighth out of forty-two <laughs> and crash in both motos. What's funny is like he was in second at a point. <laughs> I have memories as well of like both of you. Mm. What, it, there was a day when I was, I don't know, like in the like eighth or ninth grade where I had like power tumbling championships and a cheer competition. I remember that. In the I same did too, day. yeah. In so Oshawa. I competed at provincials in the morning. In, I think like Oshawa. Or Oshawa. Oshawa. But then we had to go to like London. Yeah. Like it was and like we're going to speak closer to different cities. And like you guys just trucked it through. Like, well, I, that, sorry, I, just to continue to like rave on you guys. Thanks. Like we. Let her talk. <laughs> there was, I have no. 
concept in my mind when people are like, oh, no, like, I can't, and it's, like, a three-hour drive. Like, that just wasn't a barrier in our life. It was always, like, okay, get in the car and, like, just go. Like, it will make it work. Like, we'll get there, whatever you need to do. Like, there was a, a memory of, like, when I was a cheerleader in the eighth grade, there was a couple girls on my team oh, who yeah. couldn't get to Nashville so my dad drove them to Nashville. That's like true. the rest of the team flew and my dad stayed back and loaded like That was actually really fun. Girls. Me, my Becca, yeah. and someone else I played like ha- yeah, played like Halo and like the drive in the RV the entire way down yeah, on the and Xbox. Drove them yeah. to Nashville because like he yeah. uh, with like cheerleading, like you need the whole team. And sure. this was our first year of cheer, so like we didn't yeah. really know we the didn't people. Even know, like yeah. exactly. Um, hanging out on Ferndale. or no ferris lane ferris lane sorry but like the point is like both of your commitments just to our lives and like there's never been one job it like i've never in my mind thought okay i'll have a nine to five it was always like okay you'll have a nine to five but what will you do after and we'll take our kids to des moines iowa this week (laughs) (laughs) be doing for like continued education and like what training sessions will you be taking and why aren't you DJing until two in the morning or doing whatever? Like there's never been like, where's your orange KTM fleece? <laughs> there's never been a time barrier in our life. It was no. always just like, I feel like time never existed for our family. It doesn't. We'll get into that later. <laughs> because like s- sleep was just kind of like an, Option. We're gonna sleep when we die. Yeah, you're right. For now, there's to just again. too many fun things to do. Yeah, so no, I, 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 it's funny that you say that. I, I remember when we're talking about just traveling and stuff. That one day where you were competing in Oshawa and then competing in uh, London. I remember you weren't even there for the medal ceremony no, in Oshawa, and yeah. somebody stood up on your behalf who kind of looked like you to accept your medal. That's right. Which was hilarious. That's the. Provincial C, um, second place. <laughs> Under champ, as your they called you, you stepped out on your final I was the one, only no, person yeah. who pulled a full in my pass, and the girl who did a layout won because she didn't step out, and I stepped out and went full. And you're telling him this was valuable content for describing what the turntables look like. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so... I can't tumble anymore. <laughs> that means anything. Anyway, um, so yeah, no, back to your original question, Karen, in the first five years. Yeah, I mean, I just... Uh, I think when we hit like almost 100 functions one year, I think it was 102 or something, there was some crazy magic number and it just seemed unbelievable. And I just came home and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. What blessings, um, you know, we've got in our life. So. So the funny thing that I guess I'd like to add about all that is we're not even talking about a whole nother half part of Terry's life. And like, Honestly, I don't mean this with any disrespect. No one's interested in your insurance career because it's the insurance industry. And I it's think it's not cool. that interesting. <laughs> Believe me, I spent 30 years in it. It's not that interesting. No, Dad, your oil spill stories are just too You can for. adjust the hell out of a claim. <laughs> <laughs> the point of that, though, is like we're just focusing on kind of what is Dad's side hustle, which is an amazing, super successful story, like everything he does. But also... He has this whole career. He's very successful. He's about to be the president of an Ontario Association for Insurance Adjusters. He's on the senior executive. Again, in true Terry Doherty fashion, everyone loves him who meets him. He does phenomenal his job every year. He, <laughs> most people. Um, anyways, the whole point is just for context, though, like you're an amazing DJ. We run a great business for that. You're an amazing father. Everybody's obviously talked about. And you have this whole other career we haven't even touched on. Um, and I don't think we need to, but I just wanted to point out that you have 
all of that as well going on. I Sorry, I just want to step in and kind of like wrap up what we were just talking about, how like clearly like DJing and so much of what we've done has brought our family together. And it's just been such like a cool experience that like we've gotten to go to weddings and Mm -hmm. like do these things and be a part of his DJing career. And I think you should touch upon like how DJing like really enhanced your relationship with your father. Like, not that you guys had a bad relationship, but you got for, like, 20 years yeah. to spend every oh, night well, with your dad. now he's going to cry. And DJ. <laughs> and, like, Seriously. I think that's such a beautiful memory that you yeah. guys got to hang out and, like, DJ. And that's so cool. Yeah, we did. Well, now um, I'm also going to cry. No, no, I'm not going to cry. It was great. <laughs> um, yeah, so my dad and I were both the house DJs at Cardinal for years. And I remember, it's funny, there's this group of ladies called the Red Hat Ladies. Oh, they love Leo. And, yeah, but <laughs> let me, let me <laughs> tell you. Leo's very small. I want someone to look at me the way the red hat ladies look at Leo. (laughs) So anyway, let me just tell you this funny little story. So I DJed, um, the ladies obviously liked the music and whatnot that we were playing. And uh, I DJed their first ever function. And they had a great time and they danced or whatever. But my dad showed up at the end of it for whatever reason because it was a Saturday afternoon. I think he was setting up for a wedding upstairs at Cardinal. And uh, I was DJing on the main floor for the red hat ladies. And they were very happy and thanked me and whatever. And then the next time they called, um, I remember the lady saying, hey, you know, you were wonderful and everything, but that older gentleman that showed up, if we could maybe have him. And I said, you know he's married. And she goes, I don't care. Not, uh, not in this area, Coach. <laughs> yeah. That you're in up in 705. We're in the 905. Yeah, he's single in the 905. It was just really funny. Your mom and would slap them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, my mom would take one of them out for sure. Uh, but it was just funny. And then for years and years after, I mean, I would show up at the end to tear down or help or set up or whatever. Yeah, they didn't want and you these, there. They didn't even care. I, I wasn't even a thought or a second thought. I mean, these ladies loved my dad. My dad really loved playing for them as well. Um, you know, it oh. was fun. He wore the the red hat and the boas, and he danced around with them. I mean, he uh, he really put on a show. So yeah, I loved DJing. With He's my dad. also yes. one hell of a dancer. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. let's my talk about Granny and Papa dancing Ooh. for a minute. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So they uh, they could stop a whole cruise ship. They 100%. can, or you know, uh, I remember they were in Florida one time, and uh, they were at a a restaurant, and they had a dance contest, and the winner got all of their food and drink paid for. And I don't think the people realized that how many people were actually there. And my parents ended up like covering everybody's meal at the table and stuff. That's fantastic. But they are literally um, the best dancers oh, I've absolutely. ever seen. Like I mean, they could is swing. it like swing is it or swing? jive? Or? It's jive, jive and swing. It's it everything. I, I mean, know, it's so cute. It just makes me want to cry. Yeah, they, <laughs> are, they are spectacular. My mom suffers for a couple of days after with some really sore legs. Um, <laughs> but she says it's worth it. It <laughs> is worth it, and it's worth it just to see it. So, oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, big shout-out to my parents on that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a little bit about Stage 1 Sound. It kind of just ended it's up It's more about like Terry. The Terry Doherty. It was like reverse therapy. Like We were all saying nice things <laughs> rather than This is his dream therapy session. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we're going to do the final five, which normally he asks a question for, but we're all going to go around and individually ask him a question. So I'm going to relate mine more to DJing in general, and if you could just answer quickly, that would be ideal. Sure. Um, what is your favorite genre of music? Alternative 80s. It really is. Um, is 80s a genre? Yeah, well, it cool. is. So it it's was a, a time. It, yeah, I know, but in that time, you really had, um, and the reason I said it's alternative, so it's the genre, but it's the 80s alternative specifically, so it's your New Order, your Depeche Mode, 
your um, Pet Shop Boys, kind of that first really use of synthesizers in music and stuff like that, and it and drum machines and just it, it, it was really the lead into house music and kind of everything that changed in there. Um, but personally, if I'm just sitting at home and with Sherry and we're listening to music, I really like worship music and Christian yeah. music. I mean, um, that's much more mature us now. Yeah, but, but somewhere. Yeah, but if I'm playing out or I'm doing something or I want to get pumped up, uh, it's definitely um, retro 80s, as people would call it, but alternative 80s music for me, for sure. It's funny, though, how, like, your taste in music, like, changes so much depending on your mood. Like, he, like, loves a good country song, but if I'm making him mad, he hates country. It's true. I don't want country in this house, (laughs) like, because he knows anything (laughs) that brings me joy just needs to be released immediately. All right. Okay, no one's... You just have such like a eclectic music yeah. taste. Like I, we all fell in love with Broadway. Oh, I love Broadway because he introduced us to Broadway. Same yeah. with like, country, not country, but same, same with Christian music. Yeah, he exactly. was the first like, one listening to Christian music. Yeah, I remember thinking it was weird at first, it was and weird. now we're all like, okay, okay, like, Christian music. Yeah, exactly. But like, you really brought so many different genres of music into the house. Yeah, Thank I, you. Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, what's your favorite food? Uh, Irish stew. Uh, your mom's Irish too. My mom's Irish too. Course, or yeah. fish and chips. I really oh, love yeah. going to fish and chips with you. Uh, one thing you wish you knew when you were 18. Okay. Um, <laughs> what I wish I knew is spend less than you make. I uh, wish you knew that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I as much as like I know the value of a dollar, I just think it's really worth three. Yeah. Well, so here's the Terry Doherty philosophy in life. So if you have one dollar, spend three. And if you have 24 hours in a day, book yourself 28 hours worth of things to do. You, you g- ever heard of lifestyle? <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? It's it's. But it's all fun, and it's been a crazy ride. Yeah. So we we're we're fine. We're happy. We've been living it. But yeah, that's for sure. And if Terry says he's going to be one hour, it'll be two before he gets there. Maybe. Maybe three. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Family Business Podcast. Next week, I think we are going to talk about me, so that'll be interesting. Yes. Yeah, uh, we are. A few uh, people have asked what you're going to talk about. I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, of the guys, multitude of things you do, which one are you going to focus on? And you have a week to decide. Yeah, I guess we'll figure it out. I will worry about that 10 minutes before the podcast starts. <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for uh, letting me uh, talk about me and Stage 1 Sound today. I really appreciate it. And uh, Come to Spearhead if you can. Yeah, come to Spearhead Thursday nights for sure. And uh, if you're getting married, uh, call me. Oh, yeah, we're going to be at a bridal show. And if you already have a DJ, tell me sucks. And, <laughs> and hire Terry. And invite yeah. me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, we will be at a bridal show at St. Lawrence College on February 20th. Um, so Timeless if, Memories Bridal Show. So, yes, if you're in the Kingston area and you are engaged. And you want to meet us, out, we'll be there. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be fun. And if you're in Norway, give me a call. I'm willing to come to Norway do that wedding for you. Absolutely. All right, guys, have a great week, and I can't wait to uh, talk to Karen next week. So uh, be well, and we'll talk to you soon.